1.1 miles of the Pacific Coast Highway separates these two longtime rivals. But this afternoon, the rivalry is under one roof and with one goal in mind, PCH Cup bragging rights. It's the Pepperdine Waves and your LMU Lions who will walk off the bluff with an early bragging rights. We will see. A happy rivalry weekend to you and welcome to Los Angeles. Brandon Craig virtually alongside Gary Grego. He's over here, excuse me. Uh, we're excited to be with you, gearing up for what is always one of the most anticipated matches of the season. Yeah, if a rivalry like this doesn't get your blood flowing, then nothing much else will. It's great to see the waves here at Gersten Pavilion to kick off the first of the uh, two games they'll be playing this season in the all-important Pacific Coast Highway rivalry. And this PCH Cup is the first game of the season for any sports team across both Pepperdine and LMU. So let's take a look first. We'll break down what's going to happen in the game coming up in just a moment. But take a look at the starting lineups for both squads brought to you by Power Crunch. Gary, let's go ahead and start with the Pepperdine Waves. Great. So at guard, a 5'8 junior transfer from Cypress, Texas, number zero, Sidney Rivera. At guard, a 5'10 junior from Santa Clarita, California, number one, Malia Bambrick. At guard, a 5'10", redshirt sophomore from North Hills, California, number three, Jada Rufus-Milner. And at one of the forwards, a 5'10", freshman from Carson, California, number 10, Jane Nawaba. And rounding out the lineup at forward, a 6'4", senior from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, number 24, Haley Duran. The Waves are led by head coach Kristen Dowling in her second season with Pepperdine. That's a very different lineup for Pepperdine. Let's turn to the Lions, a very familiar lineup on the other side. It's going to be started off by, at guard, the 5'10 sophomore out of Portland, Oregon, number two, CeCe Ellington. She'll be joined in the backcourt by, the at guard, the 5'7 senior out of Los Angeles, California, number three, Chelsea Gibson. And rounding out the backcourt is the transfer out of Florida at guard, the redshirt junior, standing at 5'9", from Tracy, California, number 32, Ari Johnson. And the double duo down low in the front court at forward, the sophomore, standing at 6'2", from Denver, Colorado, number 34, Kari Clark. And she'll be joined by the redshirt senior, standing at 6'4", from Plymouth, Minnesota, number 42, Megan Mandel. Your Lions are led by head coach Charity Elliott in her ninth season. Officials for tonight's match are Sean Martin, Infinity Robinson, and Sean Schofield, excuse me, Robert Schofield. We're going to send it to a quick pregame break. We'll be back to break down the game, and Gary will have his three keys for the Lions. We'll see you in just a moment. You're watching Lions women's basketball on the WCC Network, powered by Watch Stadium.
And welcome back inside Gerstchen Pavilion. Tip is about to get underway here. We'll talk about the three keys after the tip. Mandel and Duran to take the tip for the Waves and the Lions. The Lions in their new black social justice jerseys. Some of the players wearing the red and blue shoes. Great outfits there from the Lions. The Waves in their white unis. Really great movement here from the Lions who get these social justice jerseys and a very early foul. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. I thought it was a moving screen, but instead it looks like they called the foul on Chelsea Gibson. Indeed they did, and I think Chelsea was just as surprised as the rest of us. Nawaba to inbound, Rivera to receive. Johnson on the defense up top. Here goes Rivera down the near side. Picks up Good the help dribble. Defense. Back out to Nawaba. Bambrick looks off the three, drives down the key. Teardrop from Bambrick off the back iron. Foul called. It'll drop in, but it's a charge on Bambrick. So that was an aggressive move by Bambrick, and she's one of their uh, leaders in scoring. So uh, the Lions got to keep an eye on her. On that one, they got the call going the other way. Johnson to bring things up. She's been stellar in these first few games here at LMU after the transfer eligibility was instated as Gibson goes to the hoop, dished Allington, can't get it to fall. Ball hits the deck, whistle blown. It'll be Pepperdine ball. So although that was a, a shot didn't go in, that was one of my keys to the game, was the crisp passing to get good shots. If you saw that, that was Ari Johnson and Megan Mandel ended up in CeCe Ellington's hands for a close-in layup, just didn't go in. Great passing. 0-0 zero zero. early on in this rivalry. Rivera getting her first start, working in, pulls up for the two and knocks it down. Sydney Rivera, the junior out of Cypress, Texas for the Waves. I thought Mandel uh, would have altered that shot, but it still went down. Sydney Rivera has not seen a start until now. Gibson for three off the back iron. Rebound by Duren. Duren also seeing her first start of the season. Duren actually took two seasons off from collegiate basketball. So it's great to see her back out here. The redshirt senior out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I think the ref's trying to sort out. So if I'm not mistaken, that's gonna be a foul on Megan Mandel, which is gonna make three early fouls for the Lions. That would be accurate there. One on Ellington, one on Gibson, one on Mandel. That's a quick three whistles. We're barely a minute in. Going out of range oh, that was inside. A and they're going to call it. Dern a little tripped up, trying to work inside and dish it back out. She gets called for the walk. So let's keep an eye out uh, on how the Lions are able to settle in the early part of the game. Two good looks. Neither one of them fell. That was a problem in the BYU game last time out. You know, I'm excited to be back here with you guys. Obviously, that BYU game. Oh, travel call on Mandel. be sending back the other way. Uh, very sloppy play here early on. Fouls, travel, turnovers. We're just racking them all up here in the first minute and a half. Yeah, I think Mandel was planning to go to the bucket, and then she saw Ellington wide open, and just before she could make the pass, ended up getting called for the travel. Bamberg up top, pulls up for the three. Bamberg shot off the rim, ball batted around. So that was one of those second chance opportunities that uh, is in my normal keys to the game. The Lions want to try and avoid. They need to crash the defensive glass. Oh, nice try. Rivera from that same spot there on the baseline. Sydney Rivera, clearly a dangerous shooter from that spot. Lions are going to have to adjust to contest yeah, I, those shots. I said nice try, and I meant nice try for the block, but Rivera is just undaunted in there. Clark from the top of the key won't fall. 
And that's going to be another foul. It's going to be on Sydney Rivera. First foul going against the Waves. Excuse I me, love these the second uniforms. foul. I do too. And they've got social justice messages on the, the back. Really nice. Really nice jersey. I mean, we've talked about all season what the Lions have done for social justice and their movements. But this is this is just another way of showing it, and it's really fantastic. These jerseys were supposed to debut against UC Riverside. They didn't as Gibson pulls up for the two. Shot is short. Rebound by Rufus Milner. One of two Rufus Milners on the court. That's going to be Jada Rufus Milner. Her twin sister, Jayla Rufus Milner, will be coming off the bench today for the Waves. A lot of pressure defense by the Lions going after the Waves everywhere in the front court. Amber got cross-court pass to Rivera. Down the lane she goes, pulls up for the two. Bambrick shot off the back iron. The Wobble with the easy offensive rebound. She puts it back in and gets some points. Second chance points there for the Waves. Two things early on that are problematic for the Lions. Giving up second chance points, and they're just not getting shots to fall. They can't afford to fall into a deep hole that they can't climb out of the way they did against BYU. Johnson looking to put some points on the board for the Lions. Down six to nothing early. Spin around hook shot from Mandel won't fall. Johnson with the offensive rebound back to Mandel. Up to Clark and we're going to reset up top. Gibson down the outside of the lane. Kicks it back out to Clark. Here she goes down the baseline. Back outside to Ellington looking to work in. Ellington gets fouled. Not sure who was on both Duran and Rufus Milner were there. Yeah, it's a, it's a pick em for the refs. They had two people they could have called the foul on. And they're going to give it to Rufus Milner. You know, I'll be honest. I always like the black with the new LMU colors, and they're really showing here on these jerseys. Yeah, uh, it pops. But I got to tell you, nothing pops more to me than the social justice uh, statement on the back of uh, each player's jersey. And we'll get you what those are in just a little bit once we get a closer look at them. Ellington unable to knock down the first, knocks down the second though and gets the Lions their first points of the game. And you see them coming out in the zone press, full court. Ellington up top on the press, Gibson joining her, Rivera, excuse me, Rufus Milner left wide open. They drop back into a man-to-man -man defense. Mandel working on the 6-4 Durham. Here goes Duran down though, in the key block by Mandel. Ball scooped up by Rufus Milner though and put back in for two. A great block from the block's leader in the WCC, Megan Mandel, but unable to stop the second chance point there. I know it's early, Brendan, but to me, this is a key point in the game for the Lions, not to allow the lead to get up to double digits here. Ball tipped away, Duran scrambles to the floor for it. Rivera pushing the pass, pushing the other way. Wabba's pass stolen. Here comes Ellington on the other way. Fast break. One on two. Ball thrown away. Is Ellington able to save it? She is. Good save by Ellington to keep the possession for the Lions. Lions had numbers. Ellington was going to be all alone if that pass made it to her. Lions will maintain possession here. Ball tipped out by the Waves. We'll see the first of Nicole Rodriguez coming onto the court for the Lions along with Cassandra Gordon and Natalia Klimak. Cassandra Gordon, the transfer out of Georgetown. Natalia Komek in her first season actually playing for the Lions. And here is Monique Andriolo coming on the court for the Waves. We were surprised to not see Monique Andriolo get the start, having a spectacular season, an overall spectacular career for the Waves. 
Yeah, she's their, uh, one of the leading scorers, so I think she can add offensive punch off the bench. Clark inside for the first field goal for the Lions. Still down eight to three. And Gary, we didn't get to talk about your keys, but one of them was not falling behind early, and the Lions are gonna need to dig themselves out of this hole to prevent that from happening. Yeah, well, it was eight to one. I said it was important for the Lions to get something going. They were able to get a bucket there, cut the lead a little bit, and they're playing very aggressive defense. Bambert from three knocks it down. Bambert, a sharp shooter from behind the arc, 37% on the year. She shot seven to 10. Well, we'll tell you how much she shot after the break. We'll be right back. You're watching Lions women's basketball on the WCC Network, powered by Watch Stadium. And back after the break, Lions down 11 to three early on. Like to let you know, Tower Pizza is an official sponsor of LMU Athletics. Make sure you order Tower Pizza next time you're watching an LMU Lions basketball game. You can get Tower Pizza by calling 310-410-0986. See the waves have dropped back into a zone here. Seemed to have caused a little confusion for the Lions. Lions also st uh, putting on full court man-to-man -man press with Rodriguez putting on the pressure on uh, Rivera. Rivera working on Rodriguez. Bambrick inside now down to the corner to Nawaba. Gordon on the defense not letting her take baseline. Andriolo up top, 10 on the shot clock. Waves need to get something going here. Andriolo is trying to post up on the smaller Gibson. But I don't Under see five, Bambrick with the teardrop back iron ball. Saved by Clark, and it'll be going the Lions' way. Gordon's shot is long. Klemek with the rebound, puts it back up and in. Natalia Klemek cleaning up for the nice Lions. finger roll would make George the Iceman Gervin proud. <laughs> Good help defense there by Kari Clark. Gibson on Bambrick. Not going to want to let her get hot from behind the arc. She shot 7 Looking to 10 for a in the three first second call there. Nawaba just had planted roots down in the key. Bambrick shot 7 of 10 from three point range through the first two games, but has been cold since then. Shooting 3 of 17. 
in the last four. So Bambrick looking to get back to her ways from behind the arc. Clark unable to knock down the short two. Andriolo pulls down the boards. Someone needs to give the Lions the key to unlock the lid that's closing up their bucket right now. They can't seem to hit anything. I'll tell you who is hitting though, and that's Rivera. Sydney Rivera down from that same spot. If we had the shot chart up on the screen, all of her shots had come from that baseline, that far side baseline. So I don't think she's a usual starter for the Waves. I wonder if Coach knew something that she was just hot. Rodriguez gets some early points. Good to see Rodriguez get up on the board early. She's been struggling to get points up on the board but could this be the turning point for the young freshman? Rufus Milner knocks Natalia Clemec down to the court. Bambrick spin around, though. knocks down the two, and the Lions have been contesting well, but the Waves just have not been missing. Better offense, despite very good defense there by Cassie Gordon. Rodriguez down the lane. Off the, the, the fingers and in. Oh, but it's gonna be a charge, it looks what? like. I didn't see that. The reaction from Rodriguez seems to speak charge. We'll see the first of Kendall Carson, the freshman out of Juneau, Alaska. And I was excited to get to call her name. I'm not sure how many players I've seen playing collegiate basketball out of Alaska. Well, glad that you could get that going. Let's see if the Lions can stop her. Ball tipped around and ends up in the hands of Rodriguez, pushing the pace the other way. 150 remaining here in the first quarter. Lions down 15 to 17. Rodriguez for three. Nicole Rodriguez. Great shot by uh, Rodriguez that was uh, made possible by Rivera's first miss. Now Rivera three of four on the night. Ball inside Andrea. Takes down to the hoop. Oh. called on Tully Clemex. Seemed a little bit out of control there from Andriola. I'm surprised we didn't see the charge come in. I wish we could see the replay just so I could see if her feet were set. That's the only thing I'm thinking. Maybe her feet weren't set. Clemex is a professional charge taker. Took three in the game against UC Irvine. Was a huge turning point for the Lions in that game. And obviously looking to get a turning point here for the Lions in this one. 15-10 the score, just 90 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Andriola with her first time at the line tonight. A stellar free throw shooter, shooting 93% on the season. She knocks down the first, puts the waves up by six. So Rodriguez's five points since she came in off the bench have been critical to allowing the Lions to stay, you know, within striking distance, now down six and seven with that make. Substitutions coming in for the both squads. Again, we are in a virtual setting. We're seeing what you're seeing. So when we get see those subs on the court, we'll let you know. See, the Waves came out in a show to press, but then just quickly backed up after the inbound pass. Haley Duran back on the court for the Waves. Pull-up shot from Rodriguez is short. Scrambles for her own rebound. Rivera gets it foul called on Rodriguez just too much. That seemed like a little bit of a heat check. You know, she had had two good shots, and uh, that was a pretty quick one. I think she was feeling it, and it just didn't go in. And the Waves already into the single bonus. Lions with five fouls here in the first quarter. Waves only two behind, though, with three. Yeah, Rivera remember the Lions, go. sorry, Brendan, the Lions oh, picked up ahead. those three very quick fouls at the beginning of the game, and so that makes it hard to stay out of the bonus. Rivera's first shot's good. 
Sydney Rivera, 75% free throw shooter, another good free throw shooter. Overall, though, the Lions have been shooting better than the Waves at the charity stripe. 72 and a half for the Lions, 63 and a quarter for the Waves. Cassandra Gordon will take a seat. Megan Mandel back out onto the court for the Lions. That hype from Haley Dern came in. They brought the hype back from the line bench. Yeah, that's a smart matchup by Coach Elliott. Clark and Mandel are going to have to work with both Andriolo and Dern in there. Oh, nice hesitation move. From Mech to the hoop block called on Dern, and Dern is down. Not sure if that's out of frustration or pain. Sorry, Brendan, I was just saying it's nice for Clemec to get one back after she got called for a block down on the other side to come down, make a nice hesitation move, drive to the middle, score, and get the block called against Pepperdine. 19 to 12 here, just a minute remaining. We had a lot of fouls here in the last 30 seconds. Coach Elliott coaching up. Nicole Rodriguez there on the sideline. Ellington able to save it. Will it stay lying ball? I think that may have... Not sure what happened there with Kendall Carson. I think I, the effort went uh, to throw it in by Ellington went off Carson's head. That's what I was thinking. I was surprised it was a wave ball. Maybe Ellington was out of bounds. Again, we can only see what everyone else is seeing right now. Exactly. Coach Elliott wishing she had the black and white stripes on right now, wishing for the ball to go back the Lions way, but the refs say otherwise. It's going to be Pepperdine ball here with under a minute remaining. Coach Elliott, her ninth season, just got her 100th win in the win over Santa Clara up in the Bay, looking to get her 102nd win in her LMU career today. Carson oh, pulls nice two. Ashley get a piece of that. Piece of <laughs> Johnson to the hole, dishes to Ellington, blocked by Andriolo. There looked to be a foul before the shot. Or maybe it was on the shot. I'm not too sure. I didn't think Ari Johnson was shooting there, but um, guess so. Well, you can see both uh, Ari Johnson and Chelsea Gibson have speak up on the back of their jerseys, part of the social justice statements they're being uh, they're making on their jerseys today. And they're speaking up all right with everything they've done this season. Ariel Johnson, a tremendous addition to this Lion team, unable to knock down the second free throw, but has done so much for the Lions here in these early games. Bamberg threads the needle, excuse me, Carson threads the needle, and Triolo long shot off the rim. Mandel had a piece of that. Nawaba and I believe Gibson go diving out of camera. And practically back to the locker room with how far they went. So before that, there was a nice Lion double team, but Carson was able to split it, and then they had numbers. Lions were lucky to get away without a bucket being scored. Carson to inbound, ba finds Bambrick up top. Ellington on the defense, just 10 seconds remaining. Shot clock is off. The Waves will get the last shot. Bambrick's shot is blocked by Mandel. That's two on the night for Megan Mandel. And Megan Mandel is uh, leading the WCC in blocks, and uh, last check she was fourth in the nation, so that's no surprise there. She's got 28 total now. Last season ended with 29. I attribute that low number simply to the amount of games she missed. Shots and you put back up and in by Carson to end the quarter. A put back two before the buzzer will send us to the break. 
powered by Watch Stadium. Welcome back inside Kirsten Pavilion here on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. The Lions free throw shooting was a struggle last season, but it certainly improved this season. For more on that, let's introduce the third member of our team, Chloe Clark. Chloe? The Lions have shown improvement from last season in a number of ways, but the biggest statistical leap has been from the team's work at the free throw line. After finishing last in the WCC at 61.3% last season, LMU currently sits in the middle of the conference with a 72.5% mark on foul shots, which includes a perfect 9 for 9 showing on Thursday against BYU. In addition, after free throw shooting cost the team in multiple games last season, those shots have actually helped keep the Lions close in a number of games this year. It will be worth keeping an eye on whether or not LMU can maintain its success at the charity strike. Back to you. Thank you, Chloe. You know, their free throw shooting was a struggle last season. Some of the games we call it crucial points. There were crucial free throws missed. I know it was a point of emphasis to work on getting that composure late in games, those moments when those shots mattered. And we've seen that improve significantly this season. It's been a struggle here early on in this game, two of five from the line thus far, but I'm expecting to see that improve throughout the game. So the Waves came out in the second quarter in a zone defense. Johnson's shot's going to be long. Clark got a shove out of bounds. No foul called. We'll see the first of Cheyenne Gibbons, the guard junior out of Gardena, California. Attended Sarah High School in Los Angeles. We'll also see the first of Jayla Rufus-Milner, twin sister of Jada Rufus-Milner. Don't get him confused, folks. Ball tipped away by Johnson. Good pressure up top. And ball tipped away by Gibson as well. Waves able to retain possession though. Nawaba, Jayla Rufus Milner, Andriolo, Carson. And there's one more player who I've yet to see. Did I mention Givens? I don't think I mentioned Givens on the court for the Waves. Givens drives down. I believe someone got a piece of that. Maybe a piece of Gibbons instead of the ball. 
If that's on Ellington, that would be her third. Currently in the stat sheet, Ellington has two. Mandel also has two. Gordon coming back in the game for Mandel. It's a big loss for the Lions down low without that shot blocking, shot altering presence that Megan Mandel brings. Klemek also enters the game for Ellington. Givens at the line for the first time tonight. Knocks down the first. Givens, a 61% free throw shooter. She's leading the team in assists this year with 13. Now, Givens actually started her career at LA Trade Tech College. I didn't even know LA Trade Tech had a team, but they had a star in Givens, and she decided to bring her talents to Malibu. So this is another critical point for the Lions. Last time they were able to claw back, they're down 10, need a bucket here. Clark working down low on Andreolo. Shot won't fall, ball tipped around. Carson ends up with it. Outlet pass to Givens, and here she comes. Dishes it to Andreolo. Mismatch on Gibson. Foul will be called. Not much Gibson could do there. So on the other end, that shot by Clark, that's her shot. She routinely makes those shots, spinning, contorting her body. Today, she's not been able to get him down, uh, shooting only one for four from the field. Now the Lions have also had some time off, have not played since the 7th of January. Certainly not as long as the Waves, who have not played since the 30th of December. Waves not playing due to COVID protocols. Lions had their game against San Diego postponed. That we played later in the season. And a exhibition game, well not an exhibition, but a non-conference game uh, canceled versus UC Riverside. Givens threes off the back iron. Rebound by Andrea blocked by Clark from behind. And the refs just not giving the Lions any calls today. So I gotta say it though, that was again, two offensive rebounds that the Pepperdine Waves were able to get, giving them more opportunities. And that's just something the Lions have to clean up if they wanna come back in this game. And the Waves opting for a much smaller lineup right now, tallest players, Kendall, uh, yeah, Kendall Carson at six foot. Carson down the lane, up and in, and not letting the Lions height deter her. Coach Elliott's going to have to call a timeout here pretty soon if the Lions aren't able to get a bucket and a stop on the other end. This is getting to be a problem with the 12-point lead now with eight-plus left in the second quarter. Johnson looking to get things going here for the Lions. 31% shooting on the night thus far as a team. Ball tipped away by the Waves. Jayla Rufus-Milner up and in, and the Lions, as you said, will call the timeout. It's a 14-point early lead for the Waves, not a place that the Lions wanted to be in. Now, the Lions are more than capable of making a comeback, as they did against BYU in the incredible fourth quarter. But you don't want to put yourself in this position game after game after game. It's like tempting fate. It just There's only so many times you can make that kind of a comeback, and it takes a tremendous amount of energy. Well, that's what we've talked about a few times. The Lions working with a smaller roster this year due to some personnel issues and having to exert this much energy early on to try and come back from a deficit is going to put them in a hole in the fourth quarter. And they've been resilient and they've had that energy late in games, but it's not something that they're going to be able to sustain later on in the season. I mean, we're halfway through the season now. I know we have a great strength and conditioning team, but man, 
or you just don't want to put that much pressure on yourself. Uh, and at this point, you know, the Lions seem to be a step slower than the Waves. And it actually surprised me, given how long the Waves have been uh, off since, I think, before the new year, uh, since they played their last game. But they're the ones coming out with more energy and the Lions are going to need to pick it up and uh, create some turnovers and get some easy buckets to get back into this game. Again, as I said at, in the BYU game, if they could get it down to single digits by the end of the first half, they'll be okay. But right now they're at 14, and they can't let it go the opposite direction. Look, and here's what we were, you and I were talking about. This COVID year, this whole coronavirus year, makes sports very unpredictable. We're seeing it across all leagues, all teams it's just we don't know what's going to happen we don't we never had a team have to not play for two weeks the Lions men's team was just in a similar situation pausing activities their first game back was against USF a very tough team in the WCC and they showed out just like the waves are now waves two weeks off you know I'm thinking maybe quarantine is a good thing to get teams energy up they're hungry to get back out onto the court they're being held back from being able to play those games and they're hungry to get some points up on the board and get a win. Yeah, that could be part of it. You'd also have very different home court advantage. In fact, I would say less home court advantage than typical. You don't have your fans uh, in the stands cheering you on. It, it's just every part of the dynamic is different. But one thing that's not is you got baskets on both ends. You got a round orange ball. You just got to play your heart out each time. And I'd like to see the Lions come out and finish this second quarter strong. It's a good way to put it. Good observation. Rodriguez bringing it up, bringing up the big orange ball for the Lions. All right, don't make fun of me. <laughs> Just having some fun. Here's Johnson on the outside. Nawaba not letting Rodriguez inside. Just as I say that, Rodriguez finds a way in. Nawaba with the tip, Carson with the board. Outlet pass to Gibbons, one-on-one -on -one with Klimek. Klimek's there, foul called, charge. Going the Lions way, there's Natalia Klimek. That's her specialty, that and the three-pointer. You know, I was actually just looking last night. Natalia Klimek had some strong shooting from three-point range back in Poland. She was a phenomenal player out there. Member of the Polish national team and with her aggressiveness and her just tenacity as she pulls up from three, that shot won't fall. Offensive rebound from Johnson. It's going to be tipped around, though. Who will end up with it? Ball was tipped, no backcourt. Johnson able to maintain possession for the Lions. Shot clock does not reset, though. Lions are under 10. See if they know it. Clark for long two. Not able to get the fall. Gets her own rebound, hits the deck. Trying to find a pass. Jump ball called. Which way will it be going? It'll be going the Waves way. And an unfortunate sequence there for the Lions. Able to get some offensive rebounds, but not able to convert on any of them. So I'm okay with that because the Lions showed more of the aggressiveness uh, and tenacity that they're going to need to come back. They didn't get a bucket on that one, but hopefully that's going to set the tone for the rest of this quarter for them. The Waves severely out-rebounding the Lions right now, 19-8 as Klimek puts up a two, gets the Lions their first points in a bit. 27-15 here with 6.40 remaining. Nawaba straight to the hole. It won't fall. Darn spin around move blocked by Clark. I believe that's her second of the night. The Lions oh. have really picked up the pace. 
Ball down to the corner. Cassandra Gordon off the rim. Rebound by Clark. Put back up. Turns there. Foul called. Believe that will be her. It will be her first. I could have sworn she had a foul earlier, but I think that was the pick a player. It did not go Dorn's way. This one does, though. Sends Clark to the line. Kari Clark, 50% free throw shooter on the year. One of the players that has really had to step up for the Lions this season. Only averaging 13 minutes last season. Came out in her first game this season against USC. Played all 40 of them. She's been playing great this season, truly. Yeah, she's really blossomed. She was a strong player as a freshman in limited minutes, but with the opportunity she's been presented, she has taken full advantage of it and has been a key player for the Lions throughout this whole 2021 campaign. Averaging just short of 10 points per game. Had a career-high 19 in that game we called against UC Irvine. It's really great to see her, as you said, blossoming into the player we knew she'd be. What we saw in those limited minutes was fantastic. With more time came more skill and prowess and power. So the Lions are aggressively double-teaming. Waves are able to get through it, but it's disrupting their offensive flow. Rufus Milner on the baseline there during mismatch on Johnson. Won't get the shot to fall. Good defense from the much smaller Johnson. Johnson 5-9, Duren 6-4. Johnson on the outside of the lane, kicks it out to Clemec. Looking to get work done inside. Clark calling for it in the post. Has the mismatch with Rivera. Double team now. Bumps off Rivera, but a charge is called on Clark. I think if uh, Rivera was a, a taller player, that might not have been a call. But because Rivera is so much smaller, she sort of flew backwards several feet, which I think ca caused the refs to call the charge. Elliot, Co Coach Elliot, both Coach Elliot's frustrated with the call. I, I think Coach Elliot said, what was that? I, if I could <laughs> read lips. We also saw a glimpse of her husband, Chris Elliot, her coaching partner in crime. The ball turned over by the waves, and maybe Elliot's disrupted that herself. Clark trying to explain it to Elliot right there, unsure still of what happened. Maybe if Coach was. Elliott listens to the, uh, the recording of this broadcast, she'll hear my explanation. I have to check and see if she agrees. We'll check in with her. We'll talk to Coach Elliott sometime next week and see what her thoughts are on that. Allington looking to get some points going for the Lions here, down by 10. Clark with a long-range two. Falls short. She's hit a few of those in her time, but has been cold today. Malia Bambrick is blocked by Clark. Is that her third of the game? I think so. Clark, it's open. Clark to the hole, up and in. Kari Clark, very productive. That play from end to end was Kari Clark. Yeah, and so the Lions are on a 6-0 run of the last almost two minutes. They're doing exactly what they needed to do, was pick up the pace, create turnovers, fast break, good looks down low. Really good to see them try and close out this second quarter in the same fashion, last four of 40. And a correction, it's the second block for Clark, two for Mandel, Ellington picked up the other. Mid-range two from Gibbons off the front iron. Clemex scrambling for it, keeps it in, and the Lions will bring it the other way here with 4.20 remaining in the second quarter. Single-digit lead for the Waves. Lions looking to chip into that just a bit more here. Clement for three, rimmed out but back in. I was worried he was gonna get the unlucky roll but she got it in and the Lions cut the lead to just five on the sharp shooting 
from the Polish native. They're on a 9-0 run, and the Waves have missed their last five shots due to the aggressive defense by the Lions. They're going to need to call a timeout. Double team up top, and that's exactly what Kristen Dowling does. Calls the timeout. Coach Elliott and the Lions fired up. This was the comeback that we need to see here from the Lions to not go into halftime in a serious deficit. Still this three... Still 349 remaining here in this one, so they still have time to get back and potentially get a lead here, but they can't let that deficit return in these waning few minutes. No, I'm sorry, Brent. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just so excited that they did exactly what we were talking about. You can see a whole different attitude from them uh, on the sidelines now. They seemed a little defeated at the um, last time out, but they came with energy. They came with aggressive defense. They created turnovers off double teams, got loose for fast breaks. Uh, this is Lion women's basketball, and they just didn't do it at the start. And maybe it was having missed their last game. But now they're back, playing the way they can play, getting this uh, game to a much more competitive point. I think they can keep it here or improve upon it before halftime. The second half will be a whole other story. And let's talk about the fact that the two leading scorers for the Lions are with one and zero points since Johnson and Gibson, respectively. Natalia Klemek right now carrying the Lions as Rufus Milner's shot won't fall. Bambrick with the second chance. That also won't fall. It'll be picked up by Johnson coming the other way. Tipped away by Rufus Milner to stay Lion ball. So coming out of that timeout, we saw a little bit of a reversion where the Lions allowed the Waves to get two different opportunities on uh, offensive rebounds. The Lions have to protect the defensive glass and prevent those second chance points. A warning given from the officials to Jayla Rufus Milner. That's probably the one thing I miss, not being able to hear what's happening down there on the court. Yeah, that's definitely uh, makes it a little more difficult. Mandel, Gordon, Rodriguez, Johnson, Gibson on the court for the Lions. Rufus Milner, Carson, Rivera, Bambrick, and Nawaba for the Waves. Johnson for three, Oriel Johnson. It's a one possession game, ladies and gentlemen. I, I think that was an NBA three. That was deep. Just as I was saying that Johnson only had one point on the night, she said, please be quiet, Brandon, I'm working. Well, the Lions have to be happy if their leading scorers are not really leading in this game and they're uh, only down two. That's a good sign. Nice block. Blocked by Mandel, her third of the night. Look, and if any Lions rewatch this, I didn't get to get to my point of their leading scorers are not scoring right now. That should be a good sign. If they get going, they're going to have a serious lead here in this game. Yeah, they're, they're uh, settling into a much better rhythm than they started this game with. I blame the refs for cutting my point off. Got to blame someone. Here's Johnson again. That'll fall short this time. I think she rushed that a little bit. Seemed like she was not quite set and a little bit fading away, which is hard from the three-point line. Bambrick for her own three off the front iron. Gets her own rebound to the cup. She goes. It won't fall. Bambrick struggling from the field tonight. Two of ten. Excuse me, now two of 11 with five points. Well, and overall, uh, it looks like the Waves are 0 for their last 10 from the field, which has enabled the Lions to catch up and avoid suffering from giving up those second chance opportunities. But I don't recommend playing that game. Two minutes to go here. Sharpshooter Natalia Klemek back out on the court for the Lions. Gibson takes a break. Back into a zone defense for the Waves, which should create open looks from three for the Lions.
Ball inside to Mandel, tipped away by the Waves. Bambrick comes up with 140 remaining here in the half. Rivera has been quiet as well. Bambrick looking to get a three, won't get it. Ball was tipped by Mandel. It'll be credited as another block. That's four on the night for Mandel. One thing is clear, Bambrick has a green light from the coach to shoot whenever from wherever. And, you know, shooters have to have a very short memory. So, you know, don't think about that last shot that didn't go in. Assume the next one's going in, but she's two for 12, uh, which is bringing down their shooting percentage uh, substantially. Well, here's what we were talking about is that Bamberg shot seven of 10 from behind the arc in the first two games. Then in the next game, shot two of 10. Then after that, it was about one of five, and it slowly started decreasing. She started taking less threes. And I think today she's looking to get back down. She was in those early games. Gordon pulls down the rebound, pushing the pace the other way. She'll slow it up, though, and let her teammates get back. Johnson Ooh. down the lane, has it tipped away. Back out to Gordon. Here's Klemek, under 20 Johnson on the shot clock. Split the defenders to drive right down the middle of the key. She did, and the Waves got a hand on it. Clark pulls up for the two, won't get it to fall. Rufus Milner with the rebound. Clark overshot it. So you got to credit the Lion defense with some of this scoring drought for the Waves, but they're also just simply not hitting their shots. So the Lions going to need to make sure they crash the boards. Ball tipped away by Rodriguez off the ref, and it will stay Pepperdine ball. Ball would have gone out. Substitutions coming in for the Waves. Cheyenne Givens will hit the court. Kendall Carson will take a seat. Forty-five seconds. Waves looking to extend their lead of two. Around the arc, the ball goes. Rivera looking to work inside. Lions say otherwise. Here's Gibbons. She'll try for two off the rim. Rebound by Clark. I'm not sure what Clark thought was happening there. Yeah, I thought maybe she was expecting a shot clock violation. Lions able to gain their composure only under 20 seconds on the shot clock. I think it's just about a half a second difference. Oh, nice drive by Rodriguez. Just too hard on the shot from Rodriguez. Gibbons pushing it the other way. They'll get the last shot. Here's Rivera working down to her favorite baseline. Gordon's there to the defense. Rivera off the glass. Won't fall. Clark with the rebound. Klemek with it from half court. Natalia oh! Klemek! With the half-court shot, will it count? That's the question. Natalia Klimek has been shooting it from half-court all season. We've been waiting for it to go in. If it counts, the Lions will take the lead into half. We'll find out in just a moment. Great shot. And we'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're watching Lions Women's Basketball on the WCC Network, powered by Watch Stadium.
And welcome back here at the half. Gary, you want the good or the bad news first? Uh, let's go with the bad news and get it out of the way so we can focus on the good. All right, the bad news, ladies and gentlemen. Natalia Klimek did make the shot. The shot did not count. She's been taking those shots all year. It's going to happen at some point. It didn't happen now. The good news, though, the Lions are only down by two. It's 25 to 27 right now. Pepperdine in the lead. Brendan Craig back alongside Gary Craig here at the half. And an exciting first half, a tough start, Gary, though. But it's good to see that the Lions were able to come back. How did that happen? So it's a really important point here to think about. It's a tale of two quarters, really, uh, within the second quarter for the Lions. The first quarter of the game and the first half of that second quarter, the Lions were a step slow. Their shots weren't falling. But as we got into that second part of the second quarter, coming out of the timeout, the Lions just seemed to flip the switch. They played aggressive defense. They were double teaming as soon as the waves crossed uh, into the front court, created some turnovers, some fast breaks. They got into a rhythm. Shots started falling and just so happened to coincide with the opposite for the waves. The waves seemed to have, pardon the pun, crested after the first quarter and then they were sort of a little slower and it was like the lid that had been on the lion's basket and locked tight switched over to the waves basket so they missed i think their last 14 shots of the second quarter and despite the lions giving up too many second chance opportunities and third chance the waves just couldn't convert and that allowed the lions to get right back in this down two going into the second half well, look, both of these squads have sharp shooters and people are normally putting up the points. For the Waves, that's Andriolo and Bambrick. Andriolo with only two points today. Bambrick with five on two of 12. But on the Lions side, we're used to seeing Gibson and Johnson taking shots the entire game. And they are taking shots, but right now not knocking them down. Gibson has not put a single point up on the board. Johnson with only four. And I say that as a good thing. As a good thing, the Lions are able to continue to put points up on the board even without their leading scorers right now. And it's only a two-point deficit. If those two players get working in the second half and get their shots to fall, we're going to see a change of pace here. But it's also going to take defending Bamberg and Andriolo in a tight way that's not able to let them get going and get hot from behind the arc or in the paint. Absolutely. So combined, Bamberg and Andriolo are 2 of 15. That's not something that you would expect from them, and I don't think you can count on it in the second half. By the same token, as you mentioned, the Lions' leading scorers are not their leading scorers today. Mandel has no points, which is unusual. Clark has six, which is good, but off her normal. And, um, you know, Johnson and Ellington expect them to get going. The Waves can't rest on their laurels and having kept them basically in check in this first half. So I think we're in for a really competitive second half here as the Lions and the Waves sh both shake off rust from some time without competitive games to come back, uh, get that out of their system the first half. Second half, you know, this is still a rivalry game. So I think we're going to expect to see the intensity pick up as the game gets closer to the finish. And both teams hungry to get a win. As we said, it's the first game of the PCH Cup, not only for women's basketball, but for both schools this year. PCH Cup, a rivalry dating back 11 years, and it's between the, obviously, Pepperdine Waves and the LMU Lions. Just 19.1 miles separate these two schools. So here's how it works. For a home win, the team will be given one point. 
For an away road win, the winning team will be given one and a half points. For sports such as cross country and golf, wherever the top finisher is gets the point. So a contest that the Lions have not won very often. They have won two of the 11 seasons that it's been going, but they're looking to turn that around this year and start things off the right way with this game. Women's Swim is also up at Pepperdine, so we'll see what they can come away with as well. So a really tight match here early on, 27 to 25. We're gonna have Gary looking into his crystal ball. Your fr free fortune teller is coming up next. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. You're watching Lions Women's Basketball on the WCC Network, powered by Watch Stadium. And here we are back in Gersten Pavilion, or should I say Gary's fortune-telling lair. So, Gary, let me ask you a question, see how good you actually are at this whole crystal ball fortune-telling thing that you imagine. What am I having for dinner tonight? And I'll let you all know, we are not together right now. I am not having dinner with him. He does not know. Gary, what am I having for dinner tonight? I'm going with ribs, mac and cheese, greens, and cornbread. You know? You have to tell me if it comes true. I would love to have that for dinner so i hope you just put that out there into the world let's suggest that now we'll see what happens i've got a feeling it's gonna be leftovers but we'll find out uh if you're watching this mr and mrs bot there's an idea so anyways let's go ahead and look at the crystal ball for these two teams and in the locker room right now is the waves up by two the lions down by two let's take first take a look into your ball and see what Kristen dowling is saying there in the waves locker room 
So, you know, uh, again, I say this with uh, appropriate deference to the coaches who, you know, are probably saying something completely different, but here's my take on it. If I'm the Waves coach, I'm saying, look, we did everything we wanted to do for the first quarter and a half, and then we lost it in the second part of the second quarter. So, you know, what we need to do is just go back to what worked in the first quarter. I would say, you know, continue to take shots, but focus on taking good shots and they'll fall. We just got unlucky. Crash the boards, get the putbacks, they're going to fall. And then uh, I might add in that we need to make sure we're matching the Lions' intensity. That is, the Waves need to match the Lions' intensity. The Waves had it at the beginning of the game, maybe got a little comfortable perhaps with their lead, and the Lions were able to get back in it. So for the Waves, that's what I think they're going to be focusing on. Most certainly, and like we said, the waves coming out, we thought there may have been some pent-up energy from being stuck inside for the last two weeks. We saw that with the LMU men's team, really came out with a lot of energy, and towards the end of the first half, it fizzled, and that lead closed. So we'll see if the waves are able to come back out with that same energy, and hopefully the Lions will be able to come out with matching energy this time and not fall behind early in this quarter. So turning locker rooms, let's take a look. Coach Elliott, right now, what is she saying to the Lions there in their locker room? You are the team that played that last five minutes of the second quarter. You are not that team that came out at the beginning of the game. And I don't want to say sleepwalk through the first part, but they just were a little bit slow, a little bit lacking energy. So I'm going to say play with that same energy and aggressiveness as you did at the end of the second quarter. And a point you made is, look, we're getting balanced scoring from folks who don't normally score. So let's keep that going. And if we just get the usual kind of production out of our primary scorers, we have this game well in hand. Second, and I'm the broken record here, not Coach Elliott, but if she's not telling them to crash the boards and stop giving up second chance opportunities, then something's wrong. Because frankly, I think the Lions were benefited, not just by aggressive defense, but by real cold shooting by the Waves, or this would be a different game. And then the last thing, and this is a pretty technical point, but in looking at the stats from the first half, Three very important Lions are each going into the second half with two fouls, and that's Mandel, Gibson, and Ellington. Those are also three players who don't have the customary productivity, partially because they were sitting with the fouls. They need to watch those fouls, play aggressive, but smart, so they don't end up spending more time on the bench in the second half. And we're going to find out what happens here. The Lions able to make the comeback. Clement shot did not count if you missed that at the start of the halftime show. So it's 27-25 after two quarters. 20 more minutes coming up in this rivalry game. We're going to be back in just a few minutes for it all. Don't go anywhere. You're watching Lions Women's Basketball, the WCC Network, powered by Watch Stadium.
Lions fans, it's time for our virtual t-shirt toss, and we're giving away official Adidas basketball t-shirts. All you have to do to win is comment on our women's basketball Twitter account at LMU Lions WB. Don't forget, you can get your LMU Adidas gear by shopping at the LMU bookstore or by visiting shop.lmulions.com. You know, the t-shirts are real nice. Don't get me wrong. I would love a t-shirt. But what I really want is one of these social justice jerseys. I mean, they are just fantastic. I can't say it enough. I was excited when I heard that they were doing them, excited to see them, and they look even better than I imagined. I really, really like them. Yeah, and, and the social justice statement just caps it all off. Here's the second half right here in front of our eyes. Clark driving down the outside of the lane. We'll have his on the court in just a moment. Ball will be tipped out by Haley Dern of the Waves. So let's look at the Waves first. On court for them is going to be Malia Bambrick, Jayla Rufus-Milner, Jada Rufus-Milner, Sydney Rivera, and Sydney, excuse me, Hayden Dern. For the Lions, it'll be Cece Ellington, Kari Clark, Megan Mandel, Ari Johnson, and Chelsea Gibson. Mandel gets the first points of the second half, and things are knotted up at 27. See, the Lions came out with a deliberate effort to get good shots. Clark down low, and then Mandel down low. And the Lions going to look to hold Pepperdine to no points here on this possession. Turn it around and get their first lead of the game. Good defense outside from Johnson. Hand off oh, to moving screen. Gibson hits a solid wall of Haley Duran. Yeah, Duran is solid, but she was moving. And so that's why the foul got called on her. All 6-4 of Duran went into all... I believe 5-7 five, yeah, five, of Chelsea Gibson, and Gibson's going to feel that one in the morning. Johnson to bring things up, looking to get the Lions their first lead of the game, knocking up at 27, just a minute here into the third quarter. Gibson working on Rufus Milner, step back to Chelsea Gibson, shot rims out, ball tipped by Clark, it'll fall in the hands of Bambrick. Lions, Lions unable to convert on that possession. Another screen. Rivera around the back. Johnson six with her. Going out of place up top. Rufus Milner calling for it down low. Bambrick for three. Off the back iron. Still can't get a shot to fall. Who will it be off of? It's off of Ellington, the refs say. So that's a tough break, but again, it creates a second chance opportunity for the Waves, which is something the Lions can ill afford to give them multiple shots to get their groove going from the outside. Just to give you an update on the rebound situation, Waves with 29, Lions with 19. Waves still out rebounding the Lions all around. Rivera for three. That came out of nowhere in the shot. I think she thought she got hit, but she still knocked it down. Yeah, that was one of those shots where I think the coach might have said, oh, no, good shot. <laughs> Mandel can't counter with her own two from the inside, and the Pepperdine Waves able to easily control the ball. Andriolo over at the scorer's table, waiting to come back in. Foul called on Mandel. It's going to be her third of the game, not a place we want to see Mandel. Quiet night from the redshirt senior in every category except blocks. So that's unfortunate because on the offensive end, Mandel might have rushed her shot a little bit and perhaps in frustration coming back on the defensive end picks up foul number three. 
Mandel will now have to deal with Andriolo down low. Hayden Duran takes a break. Rufus Milner to the cup blocking foul on Johnson. Well, I'm not glad for the foul call, but I'm glad that it wasn't on Ellington, given that Mandel just picked up her third. Can ill afford to have Ellington pick up the third as well. It's going to be Johnson's first of the night. Jada Rufus Milner heading to the line. First attempts of the night from the charity stripe for Jada Rufus Milner. Twin sister Jayla Rufus Milner also out there for the waves. Can't knock down the first. And you see both the twins out there on the court. I mean, it's got to be cool to be able to play with your twins. We've seen other schools like Gonzaga have their two sets of twins. It's got to be fun. There's got to be some, you know, chemistry already built in between those two. Yeah, I think the Lions are going to need to get a set of twins to be able to compete with the WCC team. I think so. Lots of twins throughout the WCC. Rufus Milner unable to knock down both their shots and the lead stays at three. Foul will be on the floor. It'll be on Andriolo, it'll be a push. I believe it'll be on Andriolo, I could be mistaken. She looks to be the one that is confused by the call. Johnson inbound for the Lions. Good quick inbound, that's a place we've seen them struggle with this season. Yeah, Clark. travel. I Sorry, Brandon. It looked like Clark moved her both feet before getting that dribble down. Yep. Kind of pumped that three or a pass inside and just feet moved before she put it down. Rufus Milner to the cup. Clark is there for good another block. block. And I'll wait to see if this updates. I believe that's Clark's third. It is. So the Lions with eight blocks on the night. Six coming from Clark and Mandel combined. Each have three. Ellington and Johnson picking up the other two. Foul will be called on Gibson. Bambrick going to the line. So that's, uh, I believe, number three on Gibson, which is a problem. Bambrick did a great job with the pump fake, getting Gibson to go airborne, and then when Gibson tried to recover, Bambrick was able to pick up the foul. And Bambrick's first time at the line tonight. She'll look to get some better percentages going from at least one shooting category here. This could be the turning point for her in the game. So Klemek and Rodriguez check in, and they were both instrumental in the Lions' comeback in that second quarter. So uh, let's see if they bring a spark off the bench. Rambert's first shot's good. It's a two-possession game now for the Waves. Bamberg typically a 78% free throw shooter from the line. Doesn't get the second to fall. Johnson pushing the pace on Bamberg. Down the baseline, she goes up off the glass. Blocked by Andriolo, it's coming the other way. Three on two, fast break. Shot from Rivera, bounces around and in the hands of Rufus Milner. Back out to Rivera, pump fake and she'll slow it down. Rivera to the cup, pump fake by Rufus Milner. Back out to Bamberg, here's Rivera for another three. Knocks it down, Sydney Rivera getting hot from behind the arc. I thought her comfortable spot was down there on the baseline, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, Rivera's got a big 14 points, the only player in double figures on either team. 
and that'll beat her season high of 13 points she got against Cal Baptist. She shot three of three from behind the arc in that game. The Waves didn't end up going on to lose that game, but Rivera had a standout night. Transfer from Collin College, her first year with the Waves. So if I'm not mistaken, the Lions only have two points right now in the quarter. And not mistaken. the Waves now took over the run that the Lions were on. Uh, they're on a seven nothing run since the Lions came out and got those two points. Mandela able to knock down a free throw. It's a six point game here with 6.30 remaining in the third quarter. Tough defender Rodriguez will put the work on Rivera. Ball inside, trying to get to Andriolo. Mandel had other ideas. Mandel's there for another block. Number four on the night for the redshirt senior. And most importantly, she got the loose ball to keep it going the Lions way. Double effort there from her. Johnson to the cup, too much power on it. Blocked by Andriolo, sent it right back to Mandel. Great block by Andriolo. Two block specialists going at it. Loose ball recovered by the Waves. Bamberg with it now up top to Rivera. Running the point is the junior. Inside she goes, kicks out to Bamberg. Bamberg looking to get inside. Field goal from Bamberg off the rim, and the shooting woes continue for the junior from Santa Clarita. Fouls called on the Waves. Rodriguez Great rebound by Rodriguez. Able to get the rebound and draw the foul. Prevented another second chance opportunity. Mandel flashing inside on Andriolo. To the hoop she goes, Andriolo was there. I think she got a piece of it. Ball out of bounds, we go in the Lions way. And here we're talking about Andriolo who finished second in the conference last year in blocks. Megan Mandel who probably would have finished up there with Andriolo. And last game, we saw the player out of BYU, one of the top blockers in the league. So really some blocking power, blocking prestige going through the WCC in these last two games for the Lions. Yeah, and so far the Lions are just dominating in that block category, nine to two. That would be led by Mandel and Clark. Looks like the wave switched to a zone defense. Oh, no look pass from Rodriguez to Klemek. Oh, she had knocked that down. It would have been fantastic. But a good offensive rebound from Ellington. Able to find Klemek again. What the feed inside to Gordon for two. What a sequence that was. The no look pass from Rodriguez. The rebound from Ellington. The dish from Klemek and Gordon able to finish it off. Here's the tenacity from Rodriguez up top on Givens. Oh, it looked like she dribbled twice. Clark was there to contest. Givens unable to convert. Duran's there. I suppose Rodriguez must have tipped it away so that she didn't have to uh, pass it before she could continue. I think Rodriguez was all over that ball. Wanted the steal, couldn't get it. But here we are with just over four minutes remaining. Lions down by four. Rodriguez running the point for LMU. Clark showing inside, so is Gordon. Kicks it back out to Klemek, unable to handle it, down the baseline, she goes, bumped off by Duran and out. Maybe a blocking foul on Haley Duran. Believe that'll be number her four. four. 
Waiting for the stat sheet to update, but that should be, that will be number four on Haley Duran. That is their tallest player on the court for the Waves. Tara Ducharme out for the Waves today. Duran will take a seat and we'll step away. We'll be right back with you. You're watching Lions Women's Basketball on the WCC Network, powered by Watch Stadium. LMU fans, it's now time to go to at LMU Lions Twitter to vote for your player of today's game to be entered to win a Bristol Farms gift card. Who do we think it is? I'm going to say Klemek at the moment right now. She's leading the score 9 points, 4, 7, and took a charge. She's also at the line right now shooting for the Lions. Can she make it double digits? She will. Yeah, I think that's uh, certainly the case uh, to this point in the game. Um, I wish I could give the award to the Lions team defense for the blocks because that's really outstanding. I mean, just obliterating it. They're averaging 4.7 blocks a game, and we're already at 9, and we still have over 13 minutes to go in this contest. Double team up top on Rivera. The timeout was called by Kristen Dowling just in time. Great defense by the Lions. That was the same kind of double team just across half court. Uh, that they did towards the end of the second quarter that helped them claw back into this game. And we're going to take yet another break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're watching Lions Women's Basketball, the WCC Network, powered by Watch Stadium.
After the Lions' second WCC road trip of the season, they'll return to Hank's house for a rematch with San Francisco on January 28th. You can catch all the action here with us at 6 p.m. on the WCC Network, the home of Lion women's basketball. Lions heading up the coast next week, taking on St. Mary's in Moraga and Pacific in Stockton, getting their first taste of Valerie Higgins, the star out of Pacific. Those are the two teams that they have not seen yet. Obviously, they haven't seen San Diego either, but we'll expect to see them twice later in the season. Shot from Bamberg off the back iron. She rushed that shot up. I'm not sure if the shot clock was winding down there or not. I believe it was. Spin move from Ellington, won't fall. Andriolo's there, stepped out, it'll stay lion ball. Clark was fortunate there not to get called for a foul. Coach Elliott's fired up. Good hustle play there, Lions only down by two, 34-32 remaining. Excuse me, 34-32 with 3-11 remaining, so many threes right now. Andriolo steps out on Clark up top. Back over to Clement, working inside now. Down the baseline, she goes bumped off by Givens. Here's a three from CeCe Ellington. It won't fall. I was really open. someone would knock down the three there after all the threes I was talking about. No such luck. Would have been nice. Woulda, shoulda, woulda. Bamberg held up outside by Clark. Rivera looking to get work going for the Waves, who are one of their last nine. Givens now pull up two. Rims out, rebound by Ellington. Good job by Ellington going up for that rebound, not letting the Waves have even a shot at it. Lines will slow things down with 20 seconds remaining. Ari Johnson coming off the bench for the Lions momentarily. Lamech down Broadway. Scoop oh. shot up and in for the Polish native. 13 points for Natalia Klemek. Five of eight tonight from the field. All knotted up at 34. Gordon contests Rivera's shot off the rim. Rebound by Clark. Rodriguez hits the deck. Ellington pushing the pace the other way. She's working inside on Rufus Milner. Has it tipped. Ellington kicks it back out to Klemek for three. Off the back iron. Ball tipped around. Can Clark get the rebound? She won't. It'll be in the hands of Andriolo. Good effort though from Clark and a dangerous play. No foul called though. Bamberg baseline three. Rims out. Bamberg just cannot catch a break today. Well, both teams really struggling. There's only a total of 16 points scored in this quarter. So... Uh, you know, it's it's equaling out on both sides. Lions on a 7-0 run over the last five minutes, but still are two of their last 13. Waves 0 of their last nine. Ellington's trying to get the ball down low against the shorter Bambrick. Here's Ellington inside, stripped away by Rufus Milner. Ellington hits the deck with Andriola. Waves able to maintain possession. Shot clock violation called on the Lions. Good hustle by CeCe. CeCe Ellington and Cassandra Gordon will take a seat. Chelsea Gibson and Ari Johnson back in the game for the Lions. Ellington, excuse me, Elliott having a 
very long discussion with Infinity Robinson, one of the officials for today's game. Rivera working on Rodriguez. Danbrook now, here's Gibbons on Gibson. Rivera for the long three, off the rim. Rebound by Andriolo, back up and in, and the foul, and one. Andriolo heads to the line, Clemec picks up her second foul of the night. Gotta be frustrating when you play such good defense, you get a, a tough shot from uh, Rivera and an opportunity for the rebound, and the Waves get it, and now they're back in the lead with a chance to extend it at the line. See if Andriola can knock down for her free throws tonight. She is two of four from the charity stripe. Typically a very good free throw shooter, as we said, 93.3% on the year. She won't knock it down, cannot convert three-point play, but Jada Rufus Miller can come up with the offensive rebound. Given to the whole foul called. Is it on Klemek? I'm afraid it is. And that's is that going to be her foul. third? That'll be her third. She will join Mandel and Gibson with three fouls. Ellington, Johnson, nearing it. Oh, correction, I believe it will actually be on Rodriguez. It will be on Rodriguez. That is not going against Klemek. So Rodriguez picking up her first foul of the night. Givens knocking down her third free throw of the night. 100% from the line. That's a break for the Lions. And if I'm reading the uh, stat sheet correctly, both teams are combined three of 24 in this quarter. That's difficult shooting right now. Oh, nice move. Rodriguez with the three, the step around to beat the buzzer, the freshman goodness. Nicole Rodriguez, what a shot. That'll send us to one more quarter here in this rivalry match, 37-36. It's a tight one, folks. You don't want to go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're watching Lions Women's Basketball on WCC Network, powered by Watch Stadium. Road trips are usually a great way for teams to bond and get to know each other, translating to better chemistry and play on the court. But team traveling has looked quite different for the Lions this season. 
However, the girls have found a way to make it work out. With different cities and different guidelines, the team has not been able to do the same activities that they might be able to do on a road trip. Despite not always being able to gather for meals or go out into the cities that they're traveling to, the girls have found that, in a way, the new guidelines have almost made them bond more. They're able to enjoy each other's company and grow together as a team. And we're back here. Thank you, Chloe. This team has obviously gotten a lot co closer, and like you said, they've been kind of forced to do so in the situations that they're dealing with. Not much you can do on a road trip except sit in your own hotel room and, you know, ponder what's going to happen in the game tomorrow. Bond with your teammates in the limited spaces that they're able to do so. Whoa, and Haley Dorn hits the deck hard. Mandel also does. Andriolo ends up on top of her. It's a jump ball. It'll stay lying ball. The refs are definitely letting them play here at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And the whistles were blowing early on, but now no such luck for either squad. And it's like I, I went to a basketball game and a wrestling match broke out. I, in the last few seconds here to start off the fourth quarter, you're not wrong. But, you and know, the intensity is what we've been anticipating in this rivalry game. Look, both teams are hungry. Oh! Oh! oh. It won't count, though. What was I, the call? I, 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 I don't know. I would love to know. I, I don't know. I, I saw Coach Elliott motion for a player to come off the bench, but I don't know what caused the turnover. You know, I, oh, is it a foul? Looks like it may be a foul. Off-ball foul on Mandel. But that would be number four for Mandel. That would be, and it is number four. So it was a foul that forced the turnover. I did not see that happen. I wonder if it was on the screen. And Mandel frustrated with the lack of calls going her way, and I think it just may have gotten the best of her there on that. But that explains why Coach Elliott was so quick to get uh, a sub in to get Mandel out before she could pick up her fifth. Clark spin move up and in. The Lions have their lead. Lead number one for the Lions up 38-37 here with 8.45 remaining in the contest. PCH Cup bragging rights on the line. Rufus That's Milner's a steal. Pass intercepted by Gibson. Those cross-court passes are dangerous. Johnson resetting up top with 20 on the shot clock. Working around, great dish to Gibson for two. What vision from Johnson and what an idea from Gibson to get open there on the baseline. Yeah, that was a backdoor cut. She saw Johnson driving and took off and perfect teamwork. Gibson went one way, Rivera the other. Andriola cross court to Bamberg. She'll try again from beyond the arc. There is Maria Bamberg knocking down a three. Bambrick now two of eight from three point range. Gotta this feel good for Bambrick to see the ball go through the net after such a long time. Yeah, good for Bambrick to see not what the Lions want to see, hoping that she'll stay in her slump. Gordon's shot's gonna be long, ball tipped out by Rodriguez. And Bambrick getting hot here would be dangerous, normally a much better shooter than she's shooting today. So she has the ability to be knocking them down. Well, it'd be nice to see both teams uh, have higher field goal percentage in this all-important fourth and final quarter than they had in the last quarter. 
Andriolo to the hoop. Shot won't fall. Tipped around by Rufus Milner. Ends up in the Waves' hands. Bambrick again is there. Andriolo driving inside. Pull up two. Knocks it down. Monique Andriolo gets the lead back for the Waves. Would it be too much if I said that was on a second chance opportunity? Uh, you know, as much as I wish it wasn't, it was. Open oh, pass look to at Clark. That. Two won't fall. Long range J, not Clark shot. We should have knocked down a few of those, but today it just hasn't been falling. Rufus Milner to Rufus Milner, and now it's Rivera. Inside the Rufus Milner, got position on Gibson, is able to put it up and in. Two possession game now for the Waves with just over 640 remaining in the contest. Rodriguez looking for options. He's been hot from out there on that right elbow. Spin move from Clark. Gets it to fall. Clark, Clark back to a one possession game. Nice fall away by Clark. Clark with double digit points joins Klemek as the only other player on the Lions side with double figures. 13 for Klemek, 10 for Clark. We still have not seen the Oh, Lions. nice steal. Oh, good steal from Gibson coming the other way. Will she put the points up? She'll dish it to Clark. And one. one. No, no foul. That's a tough break. But either way, the Lions get the points. Clark with a big 12 points now. Things knotted up at 44. Like we were saying, the other shoot, the other scorers on the court have not put up the points. Ellington only with one point. Gordon with two. Gibson with two. Johnson with four. Rodriguez with seven tonight, halfway to a career high. Yeah, and Clemex 13 has been a huge difference for the Lions. Certainly has. Andriolo hits the deck. Here comes Johnson on the fast break. Gordon's all alone to the hoop. Up and in, the Lions have the lead again. It's 46 to 44. Cassandra Gordon paving the way to it. I think you would have seen a timeout by the Pepperdine coach, but I think we're approaching immediate timeout here. It's probably waiting. Not to mention that they only have one timeout left, having to call that other timeout early on when they got trapped in the corner. Here's Rivera for three, rims out. Rebound by, uh, excuse me, Nicole Rodriguez decides to let up. It was a one-on-two. The advantage was a smart to decision. the Waves. Like you're saying, I was thinking it earlier when the Waves had to call that timeout when they got caught in the trap. It could affect them later. Here they are with only one more timeout remaining. Could come down to needing that extra timeout here late in this game. Uh, inside the Clark mid-range two, knocks it down Clark, Clark. Six straight points for the Lions and puts them up by four. Their largest lead of the game. Yeah, the Lions are now hitting at the kind of proficiency level that uh, we were lacking in the first part of this game. And eight oh, no, oh. Eight sorry, I thought they were steal. Well, that's all right, Rivera's shot won't fall. Tipped back out by Rufus Milner. She's been very productive inside the key right there, tipping it back out for the long rebound. Bamberg looking to work inside. She gets a spin move up off the glass and in. Malia Bamberg going to work. That was a nice spin move by Bamberg to the cup. The timeout's been called by the Pepperdine Waves and will send us to a media timeout. We'll step away. We'll be right back. We're watching Lions women's basketball on the WCC Network, powered by Watch Stadium.
LMU would like to recognize and honor Lainey Beauvais as our Women in Leadership recipient. Dr. Beauvais has been a beacon on this campus for all women, and we're so grateful for her example in leadership and how to use that influence for such tremendous good. Thank you, Dr. Beauvais, for leading the way and breaking down barriers for all who will come after you. So here we go, Bren. 413 left. Lines up to anybody's game now. And the Pepperdine coaching staff having a conversation at the scorer's table. Oh, I think the discussion is on how many timeouts were left. Something tells me they wouldn't have called. I was surprised that they would have called that because next dead ball would have been the media timeout. Yeah, it looks like they may have charged it as the media and they're going to correct it and give Pepperdine back that timeout. Ref's going to have that discussion there. So here we are, 48-46, Lions in the lead, holding that lead for the first time in this game. 4-13 remaining. What are we expecting to see from the Lions coming out of the timeout? Well, I'd like to see them come out with the same aggressiveness and intensity that they showed over the last several minutes here. That's disrupting the waves. When the Lions sort of get back on their heels and don't push the tempo, the waves seem to be able to control. Uh, for the waves, you know, I think they're going to look to Bambrick. She's been a leader for them as well as Andriolo. Um, and uh, they'll see if they can carry them. And then Rivera, who I don't believe is going to be on the court when we resume, uh, has been just lights out all game. Uh, and so I would expect her to, uh, well, I say lights out. She's actually 5 for 12 for the game. But she has been a critical player for the Waves. And uh, my recollection was her hitting a lot more shots than that. The discussion being held between Dowling and our officials now having the discussion with Elliot. I'm still seeing one timeout on the board, so it looks like whatever was being discussed has been corrected. Lions with two timeouts, Waves with one. We will see if that holds over here, 413 remaining. At this stage of the game, Brendan, every possession counts, so let's look to play smart and uh, aggressive at the same time. Zone Inside Johnson goes, tried to dump it off. I think she thought about the shot, had a wave in her face, and decided to try and dump it. Wrong move there, turnover by Ari Johnson. Each time the waves have come out in a zone defense, uh, it's disrupted the Lions' offensive flow until they are able to get uh, into a better set. Foul will be called. I believe it will be on Clark, only her second of the night. Givens in limited minutes tonight, normally seeing much more time, averaging about 24 minutes. She'll be heading to the line tonight where she has been quite a few times her third trip to the line for her fifth and sixth shots. Cheyenne Givens knocks down the first. Cuts the Lions lead to just one, 48-47. In a close game like this coming down to the wire, these free throws actually can make the difference between a win and a loss. What we talked about the Lions improving early on and what Chloe spoke on as well. Another stop to play again. I see Chris and Dowling talking, but I think they were bringing in a substitution there. We'll see who it is. It'll be a surprise for all of us. Back in their zone defense, which disrupted the Lions last time down. 
Waba who hits the court for the wave. Cross court pass to Rodriguez, looks for three. Against the zone defense, inside out game would be effective. Try and get the ball to one of the players inside for a shot or an outside shot if they collapse. Gibson with the long range shot won't fall. Here comes Gibbons the other way, will hold up to just one on three for Cheyenne Gibbons. And you can see Nicole Rodriguez anxious to get the, whoa, so pause for a second. Kari Clark with the block. I was gonna say Nicole Rodriguez was anxious to get off a three-pointer. Kari Clark gets her fourth block of the night. And what a night on the defensive end from these bigs. And it has been told to us that Pepperdine has no timeouts remaining. Shot Nicole. from Rodriguez will drop in. Nicole Rodriguez having a great night. She's been struggling lately from the field, so it's really great to be able to see her knocking it down. She's getting her rhythm back here in this game against the Waves. What a game to get it back into. Well, this so, type of a, a pace, Brendan, for the Lions plays to her strengths. An up-tempo pace with aggressive you know, defense from coast to coast that favors her style. We told you before, I'm pretty sure she could play about three games in a row and still go run a marathon after. Lucas Miller on the outside of the lane. Here's Givens. Oh, nice court. steal. Intercepted by Johnson. Here she comes. Two on two fast break. Left alone with Nawaba. Nawaba got a hand on it. Foul will be called. And Johnson going to the line shooting two. I heard you say got a hand on it. And uh, I was looking at the foul. So uh, I, I think it's a great opportunity for Johnson here to try and extend the Lion lead to two possessions. Again, it's so hard to see from here whether that's on the ball, on the player, clearly on the player this time, Johnson going to the line, Nawaba picking up her first foul, but an interesting point here that we just pointed out, Pepperdine waves with zero timeouts remaining along with zero media timeouts as well. So the only way that this game can be stopped right now is from the Lions end. And at this moment, I don't think they want to. No, again, this pace is the pace the Lions want to play at. That's where they've been at their most effective. Ball off the back iron. Rebound by C.C. Ellington. They should run some clock here. No need to be overly aggressive on the offensive end. That seems to be the plan. Nawaba tips it out and stay Lion possession. Only 14 left on the shot clock, so they can't be too patient here. They need to try and work their offense for a good shot. Bambrick entering for the Waves. Rivera is also on there on the court as well. Johnson up top, 2-10 remaining here. Just over 10 seconds left in the shot clock. Clark's up top, Andriolo on the defense. Oh, and a cross-court pass tipped away by Rufus Milner. She'll head to the cup all alone, three, and it'll fall for two. Waves yeah, within that, one. That was just an unfortunate pass too far away and uh, Pepperdine was all over it. Rodriguez will slow things down. Again, lines up by one, need to get a bucket here. Long two from Ellington off the front iron. Rebound by Clark, mid-range two, she'll kick it back out up top. 15 seconds on the shot clock, a good move by Clark to kill some more time. Ball just to Clark, mid-range two. It'll fall, Kari Clark with the clutch shot to put the Lions up by three. Kari Clark not only is the leading scorer in the game at 16, but she's shooting seven for 15. Two for two from the free throw line with 10 boards. Timeout called by Coach Elliott and the squad. We'll keep it here on the floor, 122 remaining. 
Obviously, Pepperdine's going to try and come out and score. Are you looking to get a three here from someone like Rivera, or are you just trying to get the points up on the board? Oh, just try and get the points. If the three's there, obviously take it, but there's still 122 left in the game. Don't go chasing the long-range three. Try and just work your offense, get the best shot possible. You're only down one possession right now. If you get the two, you play tough defense. Try and stop the Lions from scoring. You get right back onto your offensive end. So they, every option is available to them. There's no need to force the three. And the Waves in shooting woes today. The Lions as well shooting 5% below their average, but the Waves shooting 29%, typically averaging about 42% from the field. So a rough shooting night for the Waves who are going to look to put a field goal in here to bring it to at minimum a one possession game if not tied up yeah and the waves have, have not played uh, a game in uh, a couple weeks so it's not unusual to be a little rusty but now it's it's uh, it's money time and Rivera has been money today for the waves from all angles on the floor great Lava, defense by the Lions. Lava looking to get it to that sharpshooter tipped away here comes Gibson Two on two, fast break. She's got Ellington. Ellington will slow up off the glass. Won't fall. Rebound by Nawaba, and that could have been the bucket that put the Lions up ahead by two possessions. Instead, it will be Rivera with Rodriguez on the defense. Here's Bambrick. Now it's Rufus Milner. Wade Rodriguez playing denial defense. 15 seconds on the shot clock. Rivera's out there. Here's Bambrick for three. Off the rim. Good rebound by Clark to the outside. Ball tipped, but Ellington ends up with it. Just a fraction of a second difference between the game clock and the shot clock. Whistle blown, it'll be a foul. Although the Lions had numbers, it was a smart play to bring it back out uh, and, and kill time, force the Waves to foul. I'll tell you, my job is to stay cool, calm, collected, and tell you what's happening, but my heart is beating right now. And it's this Pepperdine energy. I, we all know I'm a student. Oh, they put the ball down. The Lions weren't ready for it. Able to get there quickly, though, with help from the bench. Foul will be called on Andreolo. Yeah, that's Andreolo's first of the night, so she still has four fouls to give for the Lions. Well, the Lions were... Uh quick on the draw there once they saw the ball was sitting on the floor waiting for the inbounds and the Waves are playing the foul game now. It's a version of the Hackershack. Hack and I think the Lions, if Mandel was in the game, that's who you'd want to have the ball in their hands. Right now it's going to Clark. Ball into Gibson looking to work around the foul. Oh, I hope Clark. Gibson's okay. She hit the deck hard back up quickly though. Yeah, Rufus Milner didn't uh, mean anything by that. They got their legs tangled. You know, when you're trying to foul, you can get a little loose, and that's what happened there, and Gibson going to the line. Rufus Milner's fourth foul on the day. She does not have another foul to give. Been great on the board, leading the team with seven rebounds. Two of six from the field for the redshirt sophomore. Gibson at the line now, looking to make it a two-possession game. Only two points on the night. First trip to the free throw line. Shot won't fall. This is the point in the game when we said we need to see these free throws knocked down. Obviously, it's still a three-point game, but that's a one-possession game, and the Waves have been knocking it down from beyond the arc today. Second free throws out as well. Foul will be called on Ellington. That's not so. what the Lions wanted. 
Yeah, uh, you know, Gibson's a great shooter, and I would have expected her to knock down both of those, frankly, but the Lions just gonna have to re regroup, play tough defense. Only 3,000 in the quarter so far for the Lions. Surprised not to see screen. The oh, there it is. Inside, they go out to Rufus Milner. Here's Rivera, the hot shooter from outside. Two seconds, Andriola puts up the three. The ball got lost in the air, but it does not fall in, and either way, the Lions will come away with the rivalry win, a gritty win, three-point victory. I believe that ball got tipped by whoever was out there, and Andriolo just had to force up the three. Seemed like a busted play there from the Lions, but either way, it's a great win for this LMU squad. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, it was a nail-biter there at the finish, and the Lions gave an opportunity uh, for that last shot, but the aggressive defense had Givens just dribbling for most of the 16 seconds remaining. They weren't able to get off a shot. Uh, that they weren't able to get off a, a good shot, and the Lions end up coming away with the victory. And we'll get the chance to talk to stud Kari Clark, who quietly, I wouldn't even say quietly, unbeknownst to me, unannounced to me had 16 points on the night. Last time I checked, she was at about 12-ish maybe, ended with 16 points, leading score on seven to 15 shooting, two of two from the line, 11 rebounds on the night. And let's take a quick look at her blocks. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of four and it will be four. That's gonna be her season high in blocks for Kari Clark. The sophomore just having a really breakthrough season for this Lions squad in a time when they couldn't need it more. So a great crucial win for the Lions and a chance for them to go on the road and pick up two games. They're in the middle pack of this WCC and that's where St. Mary's and Pacific are as well. So the chance for the Lions to get three straight games before coming back home to face San Francisco and Santa Clara. Two tough teams that the Lions did defeat on the road. So in the end, the Lions do have the opportunity, a good opportunity to get five straight wins here. But those other squads they're facing also have opportunities to get wins as well. Again, these are very, very evenly matched teams in the WCC this year. We'll see what the Lions can do. Clark's heading over to, tart to talk to Chloe Clark. It's Clark to Clark. Let's send it down to Chloe. Hi, and points and rebounds. So talk to me about the persistence and grit that you displayed tonight or today. Um, yeah, we didn't come out. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> We didn't come out how we wanted to, but like our resiliency, we just showed it throughout, okay. <laughs> throughout, <laughs> throughout the game, and it was just like a team effort. We just stay together. Yes! <laughs> okay, and then lastly, so the, you guys came out strong as you mentioned. Um, you, your girls were hungry, so talk to me about what this victory means moving forward as you build momentum. Yeah, um, this victory, especially we have our new black jerseys on. This game represented more than just basketball. It's bigger than basketball. Every one of us has something we're playing for. Sometimes it's um, obstacles we fight through our whole life, and sometimes it's new obstacles. So this was definitely a big win, just representing what we stand for. Definitely. All right, love that. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. And we're back here. What an interview, Kari Clark. What a player. What a game. What a person in general. One of the people leading the social justice movement for the Lions. So. Just a fitting night for her to come back out and get that win for the Lions in the fashion that she did, Gary. Yeah, I, I you know, I can't say enough positive things about Kari Clark, and uh, you really summed it up. But I also want to acknowledge the Lions. They were in a position in this game sort of midway through the second quarter 
where they could have gone in one of two directions. They could have continued down the path of not uh, playing up to their potential, or they could have turned it around, and they, they turned it around. They played strong. Clemec, you know, hit that, that half-court shot to end the half. It didn't count, but I think it was a sign of where the Lions were going at that point in time. At the end of the day, both teams really struggled from the field, and that uh, accounts for, you know, a, a lot of the misses that we saw. But at the end, the hustle, the, the Lions hustle, their determination to play strong and aggressive defense, create turnovers and get fast break points, uh, that's what made the difference for them. And we talked about Kari Clark's breakthrough season, a breakthrough game for a player like Nicole Rodriguez, ending with, I believe, somewhere around, um, pull it up, I just had it, man. Well, I she had, had nine, nine, nine points. points. Thank you. Thank six, you. To go with six rebounds as well. And, you know, that was great. And uh, Natalia Klemek, uh, she had foul trouble uh, towards uh, the end of the game, but uh, uh, she actually really was strong uh, when they needed her most, and she poured in 13 points to, you know, make a, a big difference for, for the Lions. Actually, she, didn't, she wasn't in foul trouble, but it was her play early on in the game that made a difference. Well, that's what brought them back from that deficit early on, and not only Clemec, but the blocking prowess of Mandel and Clark, each with four blocks tonight. If Mandel isn't close to being the leader in the nation in blocks, I'm not sure what that person has. I'll have to take a look at that after this game. I'm excited for this Lion team. They're obviously heading out on the road. They'll face Valerie Higgins and the Pacific Tigers up in Stockton on Thursday, and they'll come back to Moraga just south of there and face St. Mary's. Two winnable games for both squads. We'll see what they can do. Hopefully they can get five wins here in the next couple of weeks. An exciting time for the Lions. A great time today and a great win. Just have to say it. They get the win in the PCH Cup. LMU up one to nothing in the standings versus Pepperdine. It's been a great time having you here along with us today. Uh, on behalf of our entire team, our sideline reporter, Chloe Clark, Director Patrick Alcero, executive producers Natalie Diana and Matthew Lerman, my partner in crime Gary Craig. I'm Brendan Craig saying so long from the bluff where the Lions come out with the rivalry win 53 to 50. We'll see you back out here in a couple of weeks for the Lions to face the Dons of San Francisco. Have a great evening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and go Lions.